It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's high time. We had a high time. Together. Together. Yes, it's high time. We had a high time. All right, all right, all right. How's my family up in the house? <laughs> doing good. Hey, Dion. Hello, Joe. We were doing it for Dion yesterday, weren't we? Yes, all day. I know, gosh. I got a little nervous, you know. I'd, I teased us talking on the podcast. I got up on stage yesterday and told everybody they'd get to hear all about your treatment, what you got going on, and then I thought, you're going to wake up this morning and be tired of shit. And you're instead connected your bracelet to your jacket. Yeah. Did you break it? No. Okay, good. But you good. sure were trapped there for I a minute. I was. Being like a quiet little ninja nobody would have ever known. <laughs> oh my God. And sister, how you doing over there? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday was fun. It was like the biggest reunion of like... 30 different lives yes. all Absolutely. colliding. High school, college, Lockhart, yep. In-laws, your yep. cow friends. Work people. Yes. Yeah. It was crazy. But yeah, let's... So, you know, I told people yesterday um, at the event that because it was like a damn wedding reception and, you know, it's not like you got a lot of time with mm-hmm. everybody um, that we could spend this time and just kind of dive into what you've been going through, like how you found out that you had breast cancer Mm -hmm. and that, you know, that you were going to formulate some sort of a plan that worked with your lifestyle. And so I really just admire your journey. I mean, I'm one of your best friends since um, the seventh grade, Yes, but you're also my Mm sister-in-law and soul sister. Yes. So I've got to see this entire journey. So, Mm -hmm. you know, what we're talking about here today, it's 
this is anecdotal evidence, but it's science-based um, wellness practices and wellness decision-making that's done by someone who is passionate about wellness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have a degree in kinesiology, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're a body nerd already. Uh, yep, always have been. So everything we're sharing here today, this is Dion's story, but it's meant to inspire your thinking around how maybe you are dealing with your cancer protocol during chemotherapy or how you go about your decision making. Or maybe you have somebody in your life that is going through chemotherapy and you see how freaking wrecked they are Mm -hmm. when they get out of those treatments. Like I want this story that we're going to tell you today be one of hope and empowerment Mm -hmm. and that there are things that you can share with people that you love going through this to make them have a better experience. So I am seeing you, my dear friend and (laughs) sister, thriving through chemotherapy. And I want you to share your story. So here is your platform. Okay. I guess about five years ago, I noticed a lump in my left breast. And, you know, like any woman, you jump to the first conclusion, like, oh, shit, this is cancer. So that's pretty much where I went with that. And I told her immediately. And um, she, you know, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I just I want to start treating it. I'm not going to call it anything. I'm not going to say that that's what it is for sure. But I think it would be wise to go ahead and start getting on natural things that could mitigate that if if it is. So immediately, you know, my father was diagnosed with cancer in 1995. So for a long time, I've been researching natural ways to deal with cancer. And dad was a pharmacist, so he was having none of it. (laughs) Uh, He wanted to go straight up the Western route, which is fine because he lived for 23 years. And a lot of those years were vibrant and energetic and so that worked for him. And I was a witness. Yes. And I'm very absolutely. grateful for that time. Me yes. too. So I had already had a lot of experience um, researching ways to not cure cancer because, of course, people are going to tell you that, that that's not accessible, and it is. Uh, but back then, just thinking of ways that would help him feel better through chemo and, and things like that. And researching that, I figured the two the biggest things that we could do is detox and build our immune system. So that's where I started, um, and we were doing things, and we'll get into all the things that I was doing later, but I started doing things like um, juicing, using soursop fruit, uh, which I learned about on a, a medicine journey with a shaman through the Belizean jungle. And, you know, I felt like things were going well. I felt like I was losing weight, my losing weight in a way that I needed to, and... Um, just feeling pretty good. And then in December of 2018, I tweaked my back and I started going to physical therapy. I started doing acupuncture, massage, even chiropractic, and it just wasn't getting better. Um, And the pain was getting really excruciating. So that led me to needing to get an MRI, which I knew was going to out me on the fact that I had a a breast tumor, yeah, which at this point had already um, broken through the skin and was an actual lesion. So I don't think that as a fail as far as my natural treatment, but I had definitely come to a point where I needed extra help. Right, right. And so 
um, when I knew that I was going to have to have a scan and that they were going to see that, that I had a breast lump, I had to get honest with somebody besides Crystal because she was the only one at this time that knew that this was going on. So after the MRI showed that I had breast cancer and it had spread to my spine and that was what was causing all the back problems, you know, it's devastating news, but I was in so much pain at the time, I was just glad to have some sort of end in sight. Right. And to just have some sort of an answer as to like, what the fuck? I feel pretty healthy. Why am I not able to fix my own back? How is this not correct? Exactly. Yeah. Because I've never had an injury I couldn't work through. And, you know, at this point, I knew that what I was dealing with in my breast was cancer. So, you know, the oncologist got the results back and I told her, you know, I said, I live a really natural lifestyle. It seems really counterintuitive to me to put poison in my body when my immune system was already compromised. Um, And I realized that I had a really closed mindset about chemotherapy and I was about to have to start using it. So I needed to change the narrative on that really quickly. So I went from calling it poison to Dawn and I came up with my magical elixir. And I had to just really, I had to switch from thinking of of it as something bad that was going to kill me to this is what's going to give me my life back and that in conjunction with everything else I've done has I'm out of pain now and I'm gaining more mobility and strength and 12 rounds of chemo every Friday and I'm feeling pretty damn good and so I want to pause for a second because you know the thing you said about like you had to change your mindset around what chemotherapy was to you as Mm -hmm. a nature path mm-hmm. kind of you know if, if that is that what the right word is for that kind of lifestyle mm-hmm. so you had to change your mindset around that and I applaud you for knowing when you know it's time to marry mm-hmm. your natural holistic methods with western medicine mm-hmm. um so did you go into your doctor and say listen this is my lifestyle this is what I'm comfortable with. I'm willing to bring this in, but you know, these are my parameters around it. So how has that been navigating that relationship with your doctor? Um, I absolutely did that. And with every doctor that I spoke with, I said, first of all, I don't want you to tell me how long you think I have to live. I have no interest in hearing that a prognosis or anything like that. And secondly, I need you to tailor this program to me. Uh, I'm not going to go full in big pharma. I do know that my diet affects it. I do know that my attitude affects it. And so we were very straight up with every doctor that I went to. And I said, if you think you can work with me on this and support me on this, um, then, then we'll work together. And my oncologist was good, you know, not as natural as I would like, but it became apparent to me that I was going to let the doctors be the doctors, but I was going to be my own healer. And you know, and it, it's worked out really well. I, I told her, you know, I I don't like the idea of chemo. And she said, well, you know, Dion, at this point, you don't really have an option. She could have been right. I don't know. There's plenty of people that heal their cancers without chemo. But um, the acupuncturist that I was working with at the Cancer Wellness Center, I emailed her when I got my results and told her what my oncologist said. And she was like, you know what, Dion, she's right. She's like, where you are right now, you need you need chemo. And like I said, plenty of people heal themselves without it, but 
uh, Crystal was not happy. <laughs> she, uh, she did not like the idea of that. And so we, we talked about it, and I told her, you know, I said, I am really in tune with my body. I'm in good shape, aside from having cancer that has spread to my back. <laughs> I'm a pretty healthy person. And um, I said... As they laugh. Yeah. Right? And I told Sick her, I said, I, I know for sure that I can pay attention to this. Absolutely. If it's good for me and it's working, I'm going to be able to know it. And if it's, if it's too devastating and, it's, and I'm losing ground, I'm going to know it and we'll switch. And, um, you know, we kind of also always kept um, Chipsas, the hospital in Mexico, in the back of our mind. We had done extensive research with them. Crystal had already been in touch with them to find out how I could get enrolled. And um, they're, I guess, one of the premier cancer treatments in the mm-hmm. world Naturally. and they do they do still they provide do chemo. chemo and things like that but they focus on getting like 12 fruit juices a day and coffee enemas and things like that and um so i you know i kind of always thought if if the doctors here aren't hitting the program that i want we'll fuck it we'll go to mexico and we'll get help there so yep. We'll just run away to Mexico. Yeah, you, yeah that's right. There's always alternatives. Huh? Yeah. Um, but yes, to answer your question, I was very straightforward with my doctors and letting them know that I wanted to do this as naturally as possible and Minimal minimally invasion. invasive. Yeah, I wasn't, you know, if we didn't have to jump to surgery, I certainly didn't want to do that. And um, luckily I didn't. We got on a low-dose chemo, chemo called Taxol. And I take it every Friday, which apparently most people only take chemo like every 21 days. So (laughs) I'm getting it pretty often, but it's working. Like the tumor shrunk quickly. The lesion healed over. I just have a little pink scar there now. And my back is feeling better. I have a scan on Wednesday to see exactly how far the cancer has retreated and uh, if the fractures in my back are healing, which I know they are because I can feel it. But yeah, I definitely got to a point where I had to uh, swallow my hippie pride and um, put a little bit of faith in Western medicine, which I was pretty much completely turned off of after dad's experience. Yeah, um, but I but I like it because it's it's a, you've made a compromise and you you know, it's t- kind of like what we talk about yeah. people, you know, building community like you know, being able to find that common ground with mm-hmm. the people that you don't necessarily mm-hmm. agree with. And mm-hmm. it's like you, by listening to your body and making very intentional decisions, mm-hmm. have masterfully navigated both worlds and, yeah. and brought together a program for yourself and yeah. also getting your doctor's approval. And, you know, mm-hmm. I was with you at your treatment on Friday yeah. and heard them say that the different numbers like your hemoglobin is that of you know someone on a healthy scale Mm -hmm. and that your you know certain numbers in your white blood cell count are unheard of for somebody that has cancer much less going through chemo once a week Mm -hmm. so like I'm a believer I'm a believer I knew that if I was going to be putting this stuff into my body I could not continue to call it poison I couldn't focus on the fact that it could deplete my immune system I had to love it. I had to change the narrative around it. And um, it's going to do in my body whatever I think it's going to do. Exactly. And you have to get behind it. We got behind it. It's like, okay, this is what we're doing. That's fine. We can do this. And we can let this be the fastest, most powerful healing that has happened with this type of treatment. Because we're going to do every single thing that we can 
naturally to support her immune system, to detoxify her system. We're allowing the, the chemo to do what it does, but then also just to flush her system of it as yeah. soon as we could. So let's walk through that because I went with you and it was a short treatment. So it was just under three hours that mm-hmm. day. And then we left, and you ate a French dip sandwich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then I left y'all. So what what happens from there? Then you get home, and, like, how do you start detoxing? What do you do? Well, on a typical day, we'll go to the store and get an entire pack of organic celery and then a bunch of other stuff because I, I drink the organic celery, and then I make another juice just behind it. But the main thing is to get... 16 ounces of organic celery juice in me as soon as we get home because it's such a powerful detoxer. It's an immune booster. Um, It flushes out your liver and your kidneys, among a million other things. Um, If anybody's not drinking celery juice, just Google it because it's super hot topic right now. Oh, yeah. Where I live, you go to the grocery store and... It's just a blank spot where the organic celery yeah. is because like all about the... three packs at a time. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a buck eighty nine for a whole pack of, of organic, organic celery. celery. And then after I Cheap drink medicine. that, yep. I'll do like another juice right behind it because I'm lazy and I don't like cleaning the juicer. So I'll do like a bunch of organic beets with their green tops, a couple of organic apples, a knob of ginger, um, a couple of carrots. And a huge, an entire bunch of cilantro. Um, yeah, because to me, I just, you know, I'm taking the tax haul. I'm taking the chemo. It's going to be in my body. It's going to be doing what it's doing. Uh, but then everything that's left over after that, because in, in addition to the chemo, they give me Benadryl and they give me steroids. So I have pre-meds that I start out with. Um, so come home and drink those those two juices and then... Um, it's business as usual. I mean, and then that evening, usually taking a bath with baking soda and yes. Epsom salt, which again she just soaks in a hot tub, <clears throat> and allows that to just also further detox. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we bought infrared sauna when um, the lesion started breaking through the skin, and I felt like I was losing ground. <laughs> I just kept looking for the next natural thing, and I had read so much about the benefits of infrared sauna which we're going to put Joe in there in a little bit. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But that's another thing to read the benefits on what that does. It reduces malignant cancer cells. It's it's a huge detoxifier because you sweat more than you could possibly even try to sweat in an intense workout. It's good for sleep. It improves circulation. So that's definitely another thing that... Um, it's good for your skin. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I just felt really good. Like when I'm home for the holidays and I get to do that two or three days mm-hmm. in a row, mm-hmm. it feels great. I mean, there yeah. is a point in there when I'm like, I don't think I can take this for another second. <laughs> Gushing with sweat. It yeah. is, I don't know. It's fucking rad. Well, and the perfect combo is to get out of the sauna and then jump into the cold swimming pool and have that contrast. Yeah, I've done that. I like the cold plunge. Mm-hmm. So then that completes your first day. So you've... You've done the the detoxing when you got home. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you have all of these tinctures and different things that you're taking. Mm-hmm. I think people would appreciate knowing and being able to look for some of these mm-hmm. natural things that they can do to supplement, mm-hmm. you know. For a while with your back, you know, you were having to be on opioids. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, there was yeah. that piece mm-hmm. included. Yeah. And that's my liver had taken a pretty decent hit. And now when the last time they did 
did my labs and I met with my oncologist. I said, how's my liver? And she just kind of laughed and she said, it's good. <laughs> it's good. So, which is unheard of yeah. because I'm still on oxycodone yes. for my back. I'm not having to take it near as frequently and I'm able to push how long I can take it in between. Uh, but I'm still on it and it's been three months that I've been mm -hmm. on it. So for a hippie girl like me that, that doesn't really want to be, and the daughter of a, a prescription addict my mother was a prescription addict i've had serious issues about taking anything that's addictive so the fact that my liver function is good is it's awesome. a testament to what we're doing well and your whole story just helps focus in on how in tune you are with your body because you know your story you know your genetics mm -hmm. you you know what you've been going through and you know how the body works healthy, mm -hmm. and you know when you start veering one way or the other yeah. off of that path. And so, you know, you're a, a perfect example of being someone who's willing to um, experiment with their wellness journey and, mm -hmm. and do it from an intelligent, well-studied place. So the things that Dion's about to tell us that she takes, this is stuff that she and Crystal have been researching different people in their family you my know my sisters have been huge in researching for me so you know this is something that has been a a team effort dion we've got the you know do it for dion team and there are people that have really put their heads together and come up with a super healthy natural plan and i'm just super impressed so without further ado sorry. <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer i'm not a doctor this is stuff that's worked for me and honestly i'm on so much different shit it, there's no way to tell exactly what has worked for me but this is where people that are listening get to try it and be intentional and listen to their bodies and I do mean, their own research yeah every body is different we're all just these little chemical factories walking around and so you take it and you see how you feel about it but one of the first things that when I felt the lump in my breast the first thing I checked out was the I guess you'd call it a documentary called The Truth About Cancer. Uh, and he mentioned iodine. And I don't know what it is about the iodine with potassium iodide. But as I began studying this, and I started taking it immediately after watching The Truth About Cancer, which is a really good show if you have anybody. Okay, we'll make sure to include. We'll include all of this stuff in the show notes, like links to books or, or shows or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever you reference will include it in there. So liquid iodine plus with potassium iodide. I looked this up right before Joe wanted to do the podcast because I have to try to remember exactly why I'm taking all these, not why I'm taking them, but what they're, what they're specific. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and the thing about iodine is a huge percentage. I'm not going to say a percentage because I don't know. But a huge percentage of women that have developed breast cancer tested low for iodine. So when I went to my spine specialist, who ha he happens to be a naturopath too. He's like a Reiki master, Qigong master, and he, he really blends Eastern and Western medicine. I'm, I'm really lucky to have him. The first thing he asked is, are you on iodine? And when I told him I was, he was so excited. He said, there's not many people that know about it, and the people that know about it don't take it. He said, I've been telling people since the 80s to get on that. So ladies, ladies need to research, it. research yeah. that. Yeah. It improves thyroid function. It boosts your immunity. 
but yeah, that, that was a big one that stuck with me when I watched the truth about cancer. So I've been on that for a little bit. The other one is called graviola. And this is from the soursop fruit. It grows in a lot of places, but the first time that I had experience with it was in the Belizean jungle. Um, and we went on a tour of the rainforest and our medicine man pointed to a tree and he said, that's a soursop tree, it cures cancer. And, you know, a lot of times, the first things that you find when you Google soursop, it says that it's 10,000 times more powerful than chemo. So, you so know. duh. Yeah, that <laughs> like, <laughs> of course. And it's a fruit. So, you know, like, whatever it's going to do, it's, it's not going to hurt me. Um, well, and as you and Crystal were learning about all these things and doing your homework, y'all would call me and say, you need to be taking moringa or you need to be adding graviola to your diet and so and then you're telling me all the benefits of it and i'm like okay what's what's going on here but i was like we started having really great dialogue around natural wellness Mm -hmm. and and the energy bits that go along with it that we can talk later on but your journey before me even knowing what was going on you were starting to add to my own wellness journey Mm -hmm. so yeah graviola is definitely that's that's in my rotation too yeah yeah i mean it's (laughs) and besides what it can do for cancer it's so nutrient-packed and super high in antioxidants and um it's interesting the guy that we heard about it from he was like they won't let y'all even really talk about this in in the states and it's changed now because even our little heb carries the soursop now but for a while you couldn't you couldn't, couldn't find bring it. In. You couldn't bring it in. You couldn't get Same it. Same with noni, mm-hmm. another powerful fruit that grows over there. But yeah, uh, that's just something I have. And maybe it's the way I learned about it, you know, like <laughs> with a medicine man in the Belizean jungle. But whatever it was, it spoke to me. And so that that's how I knew that it was for me. So that's been in my rotation without fail for five years, probably. Yeah. The other one is mistletoe extract. And my sister, Danielle, she's the one that has been the most loyal about doing research and finding stuff for me and she found a lot of good articles on this and I believe this is the one that um, Suzanne Summers used to get through her breast cancer so it's just another liquid that I just it boosts immunity yeah okay so I think probably the biggest one I wanted to have more information about this before we started but we've been busy Um, that's okay we will We'll include whatever else okay. you want people to know in the show notes. Well, even if you were to just Google TED Talks uh, about turkey tail mushroom extract and breast cancer. So there was a TED Talk. This guy who is a mycologist, knows everything about mushrooms. His mother developed an ab- aggressive type of breast cancer. and so At 82. At 82. Yeah, and she she was just had lesions all over, and doctors were pretty much not giving her any chance whatsoever. And I don't know how he settled on turkey tail, uh, but he he got her on turkey tail mushroom, and she was on Taxol, which is the same type of chemo that I'm on. And it turns out that these guys work so well together. And I also want to credit this guy. He was talking about Taxol. Herceptin and Progetta, which are the three drugs that I'm on for my cancer. And in the TED Talk, he said, and my mother was on these wonderful drugs. So he he called them wonderful. And that was when I was like, oh, fuck, I got to change my mindset about this. You know, like 
it is what I say it is. And um, that just really resonated with me. And so I began to call them wonderful drugs. And every time I took this, I, I thanked it for its medicine. And I thanked it for... It's okay. I told everybody best when it happened. We're grateful. So I thank it for its powerful medicine, and I thank it for healing me, and I tell it that I love it, and I appreciate how well it works with the other wonderful drugs that I'm being given. And um, I think this has had a lot to do with that. And maybe it was just the power of suggestion from seeing the TED Talk and knowing what it did for his mother. But it saved his mother's life, and she's now like 88 years old, and she's five years cancer-free. And so just a, a really powerful story. But I don't know. This could be the placebo effect, too, but I just... Mushrooms are going to save this world. They are. I believe that. But I also know that the intention that I put in these... Have y'all seen the the study where they they take two different glasses of water and yes. to yes. one of them they say I love you and thank you and, and they form these beautiful coherent crystals and then the next glass of water they say I hate you and you're ugly and they're just distorted and I know that's what I'm doing with this when I when I thank it for it thank it for it thank it for its medicine and its ability to heal and and tell it I love it before I put it in my body and do the same thing with the chemo as they're hooking me up to it so you know what? That is a great lesson, and it's something that I notice. Like, I don't love taking my vitamins. It's like something that is in the morning where I'm just like, I've got to really work myself up to it because it's not a good experience. I'm like, okay, these aren't helping me right now because I'm, like, not in a good spot trying to choke them down. Yeah. So thank you for that reminder. Mm. i got to fix that. And also, listen, tinctures. There are everything that we find that people want to give you a pill. You can find a tincture or an extract because she's like, I cannot swallow another pill. And that's so that's what we've done. And all these tinctures can be added to your water or your juice or whatever. Um, what do you just add yours? To... I mean, when you add all of these tinctures, because I'm looking at two, four, six, eight, there's like eight tinctures on here, plus a few pills or and powders. When you add that stuff, do you just know you're going to drink one shitty glass of water a day? It, or do you, what do you add it to to make it not taste bad? It doesn't even taste bad. So the only ones that I mix with my drink are the iodine, which I don't think even has a flavor, the graviola, and the mistletoe. The mistletoe has a, a little bit of an alcohol-based taste to it. But once I put them in my water, I don't even taste it. These, all these other guys that I haven't talked about yet, I just take them straight. Okay. And they don't taste great, but whatever. Yeah, you know? and I guess maybe I'm just a sissy, and if I want to do ayahuasca, I'm going to have to put on my big girl panties <laughs> because, I mean, I'm like the aloe vera juice mm -hmm. that I'm supposed to be drinking in the morning. I yeah. finally was like, you know what? This stuff tastes like crap. We have some that tastes like water. Yeah. Okay, good. I've got it. I'm yeah. like, whatever I'm taking, it's, I got the unfiltered one, I yeah. think. Maybe that's why, but... Yeah, ours has no flavor at okay, all. Okay, I yeah. got to find a new one because like that one, I've just decided I'm not, I'm not girl enough for good. this. Mm -hmm. okay. That's no problem. All right. Well, and that's another thing I've had to come to grips with, too. Like, I can't take every damn thing that says it's good for breast cancer. I have to find the ones that, that I resonate. that I have a relationship with and that that speak to me. And that's another thing. You know, I've been doing um, 
meditations and just checking in with my body and, you know, and asking it what it needs and, and listening and, um, and knowing that not only does my body know what it's doing, but each individual cell knows what's best for it. Ooh, like that, that article or video that I'd sent of the person literally visualizing the cells doing whatever it is that Mm -hmm. they need to do to be healthy. And it's like, you know, we don't know what that looks like, but we Mm -hmm. can feel what that's like. Yep. And we just have to trust. So that's what I do. I go with the ones that, and of course, anything that's mushroom based, I have a natural draw towards just because mushrooms are amazing and they've been healing for centuries. Um, Crystal met up with an herbalist in Austin and she's been really good. She's been sending us seasonal um, healing baskets. Lemon tree herbs. Mm -hmm. And so she's the one that I got these next three from, which one of them is a turmeric tincture, which I've known, I've been taking turmeric for a long time when I found out what a good anti-inflammatory drug it was or herb it was. Um, And I try to cook with it a lot, but I, I know I wasn't getting enough of it in the way that I wanted to. So she sent a tincture, which has been wonderful. Uh, because turmeric is such a good anti-inflammatory, and I was trying to take a lot of that when my back was hurting. And another one that we got from her. Oh, and the thing with turmeric, right, though, is that, like, this has um, black pepper in Mm -hmm. it and cardamom. So it's not just taking the the turmeric, it's combining it with that, like, the beta beta caryophylline, the black Mm -hmm. pepper, like, Mm -hmm. that helps the bioavailability of the turmeric. Right. See, I fucking listen. Yes. Y'all heard? I saved that one. (laughs) What? And there was a while I would get up in the morning and make uh, lemon water and put my turmeric, my black pepper, and a little bit of cayenne in there. But it wasn't something that I was enjoying. You know, it it was something more that I was taking because I felt like I needed to, and... That's when I, I got serious with myself, and I'm like, okay, I can't do everything. I've got to do the shit that feels the best, not mm-hmm. something that I'm having to power through. or, And so then <laughs> made that decision, and then up turns a, a tincture that's just super easy to take, and it, it doesn't taste bad. So um, it's funny as you're kind of like paring everything down, the, the next thing that needs to show up for you just kind of shows up for you, so... Um, she also sent a Shisandra Rose Elixir. Um, and so I looked this up right before we started it. And this is really good at helping people who are going through chemo. Um, and Sarah was good about writing. She said it helps with energy. It helps boost the immune system and liver and kidney functions. And she said that she had two friends that used this on their journey of getting rid of cancer. And it really helped, uh, mitigate the side effects of chemotherapy, um, you know, as far as nausea and things like that. So, and rose is just like one of the sweetest herbs ever. It's just like, it's, it's heart centered. And yeah, yes. so Shisandra and rose together is really sweet. It sounds like two old ladies that love each other. Yes. Um, but tell me, wasn't there something else about this, about um, hormones that, that, that you mentioned? Uh, lowered your estrogen. Yeah, low, yeah, lowered your estrogen. Yeah, you're right. That is what we looked up right before we started this. See, it does. I swear I, I listen mm-hmm. so much. I'm really <laughs> proud of myself. And I'm glad you brought that up, Joe, because they said that I my body produced too much estrogen, and that's what brought on the breast cancer anyway. So uh, 
that's Dion another thing. with too much estrogen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. funny. <laughs> um, I mean, that is funny. Y'all definitely need to go to the show notes and see what my sister-in-law looks like. She's adorable, <laughs> but no one would ever think she had overflowing no. estrogen. No. Had they said te- testosterone, I would have believed them. But uh, <laughs> And the other one I take from her is a chaga mushroom tincture, which is a powerhouse immune booster. What else do you need to know? It's a mushroom. Yeah, I take that too. I take that in a tincture. I started the pill. Mm. I couldn't take it. Right. I did the tincture. And then now when I travel, I have these little packets. It's just like an instant coffee with um, yes. two different kinds mm-hmm. of mu- like lion's mane yep. and chaga mushroom. So that. I can just be a little bit, because most of the time it's when I'm traveling and you, you yeah. need to be a little bit focused. So mm-hmm. I was that on the road. I was drinking mushroom coffee for a while and I enjoyed that. Uh, so I just found in her notes that she said chaga is the highest in antioxidants and believed to be a very helpful cancer fighter and an immune modulator. So, um, And then, of course, CBD. And the other one that I wanted to really talk about was the flax hole lignans. I love how it's just like, uh, duh, CBD. Right. Casually baked listeners, we Seriously. know. <laughs> duh, <dot> com. Uh, <laughs> so the flax hole lignans... I found out about this in a book that my sister gave me called Miracles from the Vault, an anthology of underground cures, which is just right up my alley. Um, not to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I know that the there are multiple cures for cancer out there, and I fully believe that they're being suppressed by big pharma. So, um, so there's that. There's that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the flax hole lignans... Um, It says that they take aim at cancer cells like a heat-seeking missile. And what's unfortunate is that's the part that they discard when they're selling the flax seeds and the flax oil and all of that. And the vast majority of the disease-fighting components are in the lignans. Get thrown in the garbage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so this is just a concentrated... True. um, The land gets it. A concentrated little powder, and I put a scoop of it in my smoothies. I, I bake with it. Crystal puts it in the granola that she makes. It smelled pretty good. Yeah. I mean, and it's, like I said, this is all natural stuff. So, you know, whatever it's doing to help with cancer, it's uh, it's going to benefit me in some form or another. And then this one um, is an organic greens superfood powder. And the reason we got this is because this is what they have at the Chipsa Hospital in Mexico. This is what they have their patients drinking. It's like every bit of the greens and vegetables you could need that for you need one day. For the day. Oh, one, yes. one drink. I mean, the stuff that's in this is. That way you can eat a French dip and French fries after Thank you. chemo. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I haven't been super strict with my diet just because I got so skinny and yeah. I, I just lost so much weight. When I finally did feel like eating again, I was just going to eat whatever I felt like I could. Um, you know, now we're getting back to a, a, a little bit more natural and um, whole foods diet. But now that you're back to Dion's normal weight, almost, almost. Yeah. Quite, okay. yeah, getting there. But also, we've been eating healthier and healthier mm-hmm. for years, and it's just like when you start dropping away all the crap, then you just you can't eat it anymore. You don't want it, and so then when you do want Mexican food or a french dip sandwich you you know it's you just do that because that's what feels good and you know the most the majority of what we're doing is 
it's healthy and wonderful. And, and you know what? When it feels good, when you feel genuinely good about what you're doing, it's good for you, no matter what it is. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's not to say that a burger and fries is even bad because exactly. if you're eating grass-fed beef and good vegetables mm-hmm. and a bun that's made from some sort of whole grain that's not, you know, it doesn't have a bunch mm-hmm. of processed mm-hmm. um absolutely i do that too yeah. although i i do find that the healthier i am when i do mm-hmm. veer off of that i pay for it and my body's just like uh hello you know we don't like this stuff mm-hmm. so then the next time it's offered to you you're like mm, no thank you yeah right <laughs> so it's just like you know you listen to your body and mm-hmm. you know there's sometimes where i have to find like oh when I eat this, I feel really tie tie in the mm-hmm. afternoons. Like, you know, just trying to get to that point where you're like, okay, I have this much energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, how do, you know, the things that I'm eating and how I'm fueling my body, it's mm-hmm. like, I need to give as much of my energy to my body to heal it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like you said, you're not hungry for a bunch of junk. You're not mm-hmm. hungry for, you're not craving alcohol. You're like, At all. I want to no. throw up thinking about alcohol. Mm-hmm. I, aunt, for th- She is a wonderful patient. Truly. She knows her body knows what it wants. She does not want alcohol. What she wants for breakfast every morning is granola and yogurt and blueberries, blueberries and yeah. honey. It was, you know, an article we read the other morning and a tr- nutritionist was like, this is what I want you to eat for breakfast. And I just laughed and laughed because it's what Dion wants every morning and it's what she's been eating. And mm-hmm. it's just healthy stuff that feels good and she feels good eating it and it's delicious. And it's just this positive cycle of healing and health that, you know, when you feel good about what you're doing, it just benefits you on a number of levels. So, you know, I buy supplements and and tinctures and herbs and a lot of stuff y'all have coached me through. And I know it ends up costing me a pretty penny to get this stuff. So, you know, how much do you think y'all spend a month on this kind of stuff? I'm going to let Crystal answer that because she's a fabulous partner and pretty much just orders whatever I need. So (laughs) I... I would say it's probably close to $300 a month. So 300 bucks a month to do, you know, the treatment. But then, you know, when you get your oxycodone and, you know, you go to the doctors and stuff, like, first of all, how much is the prescription for oxycodone on your health insurance? Since we've covered our ridiculously high copay because we've never, ever been sick or gone to the doctor before, um, now that we've covered that, it's nothing. Okay, but it but, was yeah. yeah. Wh- what was it before that though? Like thirty three bucks, mm-hmm. maybe. Okay, yeah. So thirty three bucks to get <laughs> right get to, hooked on the pills. To right to get hooked on the pills mm-hmm. and to wreck your liver, but also to help you not be in pain. Certainly, Thank you very and, much. Yes, <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. You All know, appreciation to pain relief. Absolutely. So that actually is kind of where I wanted to go because, you know, I remember you saying, "Hey, I've finally met." my deductible like can we please get whatever scans or tests or anything else that I need to get done can we go ahead and like get that done before the end of the year mm-hmm. and what did they say to you this is a whole other show I, I brought that up to my oncologist and she said absolutely we have to find which ones the insurance is willing to pay for 
So ultimately, the puppet masters are the insurance Uh company that tells my doctor what she can and cannot do. And so you were trying to get, you wanted to get another back scan. Mm -hmm. And we did. It's happening on Wednesday, but when I heard my doctor say, we'll have to see what insurance is willing to pay for, I kind of just wanted to lose my mind. When we first started this process, we were supposed to go for the first chemo treatment on a Wednesday, and the insurance company hadn't approved it and were oh we went we showed up of course we did we showed up and sat there for hours and then i got myself completely (laughs) pumped up for my first like all right we're gonna do this which is not easy to do you know and show up and they're like oh insurance hasn't approved one of the drugs yet and it was like an anti-nausea drug oh i wanted to (laughs) i was like okay so they the insurance companies decide somebody sits in a room behind a computer and decides whether or not your health is worth after we're paying for it yeah we're paying for the insurance and they still yeah try to decide what i can have and when i want to have it but anyway all that turned out fine i'm having my scan on wednesday and paying for the natural stuff especially being able to support someone like sarah at lemon tree herbs who is making plant medicine so available and who knows her stuff so well it it all comes out in the wash honestly well and that's a good point too like a lot of these things that you're taking there are local people in the community that are you know making these medicines of course you just have to make sure that you have a really open dialogue and and find out what source materials they're using Mm -hmm. and make sure that you trust them and they're they're doing it the right way and and then yes absolutely it's so amazing to be able to support your community and then they turn around and support you mm-hmm. absolutely sarah with lemon tree herbs sources these locally she goes um and different friends who have different plants that that's overgrowing in their yard and she will take those she grows her own things organically she's always looking for organic and and sources that Um, as locally as she can and really is conscious about what she's doing and making medicine for people with intention and working with the seasons and the and what's natural and and what what our bodies need in this moment right 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 I think it's awesome what kind of hopeful message do you want people to leave with Dion you know See what else is out there. I mean, most definitely, and and I guess a lot of people maybe aren't in the situation that I'm in where I was pretty much heels dug in not wanting to do anything Western for a while, which I'm not saying was a good mindset. It was not a good mindset, and I don't recommend anyone taking that mindset. The universe doesn't understand the difference between a closed mindset on one particular subject. It feels a closed mind. And I knew that I had to be wide open going into this on all fronts. Um, I I guess the biggest thing for me is, like I said, let the doctor be the doctor. And for whatever medicine you have to take, bless it and and know that it's going to do its job. And then ask all of your loved ones to do as much research on on natural remedies as they can. And you're going to find a litany of things that come up. So from there, it's important to really just go with what resonates for you. And, you know, Crystal mentioned that we spend approximately $300 a month 
That might not be necessary. I might could get away with taking two of these. But the fact is, um, I'm going with the ones that, that speak to me. And whether it shows up in a tincture or if, if it's a, a plant growing out in my yard, this plant has found a way in, into my life. And um, I feel like it's because my body was asking for it. So let the doctor be the doctor, but you be in charge of your healing. And... Um, don't take anything at face value. I've been really happy with my oncologist, and she's been good about understanding that I want to do this naturally, but she has not offered any advice on how to do that. She didn't talk to me at all about diet, didn't encourage me to drink water, you know, and that was what was so frustrating when during my dad's journey through cancer is no one was talking to him about that, and he wasn't even necessarily open to that. But if a doctor in a white coat had told him to pay attention to his diet, to drink more water, to get, you know, slow down on the alcohol, he would have listened. He would have done it. Yeah. And so I, you know, I don't know what it's like for doctors. I don't know if they're told to not mention natural remedies. Um, But I have a friend who's a a doctor in Paris, and I I had a long conversation with him before I, I started chemo because he knew that that was what my doctor had recommended, and he also knew how I felt about doing that. And um, he said, you know, Dion, you can't just turn away from allopathic medicine. He said, I understand that you want to do it naturally, um, but please don't just turn away from it. He said, it is a wonderful thing, and there are so many kind and caring doctors, and Alexander is one of those. Um, And so my conversation with him also just furthered uh, my knowing that I had to really come up with a positive spin about the western drugs that I was going to be taking so I don't know I don't know if it's just been um, a huge part of my mindset or if it has been this perfect combination of wonderful plant-based medicines along with the wonderful western drugs that that I've been taking but um, things are going well and um, I feel extremely blessed and you know almost to the point of feeling guilty sometimes in the infusion room that other people aren't doing as good well and that's and that's exactly why I wanted you to tell your story today because this is how you get to pay that forward this is how you get to share all of the time and the energy and the love and devotion that you've put into the research to figure out how to find this new perspective to be the hippie that can appreciate western medicine and chemotherapy and and call it your magic elixir and let it work with the plant medicine that you're using. Yeah. Yes. Well, I love you and I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And you do look like a million fucking bucks. (laughs) I'm telling you, when I saw you in July and Crystal and I just recorded an episode of the podcast and you know, I'm like, listen, I don't know what this back thing is, but like, this doesn't feel like just a back thing like this. I was afraid, like you did not look like you to me. And, you know, Shanda was telling me when she picked me up and we were going to the doctor, she was like, you know, it's going to be hard for you to see Dion like this. And I saw you and I'm like, what, what bitch put on some weight? (laughs) Like you looked way better than what I thought. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I think about what I looked like when you saw, I was in the throes of chronic 
debilitating back pain when you saw me and still had no idea that that was connected to the breast. But yeah, I'm sure the most shocking thing for you is just seeing me without hair. But as far as like a lightness in my my face and the absence of chronic pain and having put on 20 pounds, I'm sure I looked a lot better than the last time yeah. you saw me. You look great. And like I said, chemo Friday, all day yesterday, you were glad handing like a politician, mm-hmm. you know, scooting around <laughs> like for five or six hours yeah. and then came home. You had three little kids and in-laws, mm-hmm. you know, that you've had a really full weekend and you still seem great. So, I mean, I whatever good. you're doing, I'm seeing that it's working. Yes. So I'm feeling it. Working. Yes. And thank you. Yes. Yes. Crystal, as the spouse of someone who is going through chemotherapy, do you have any advice or recommendations or any thoughts to share? Well, taking care of yourself is has been a difficult thing for me, making sure that, you know, because running around and really doing everything I can to help her. not being a nurse not knowing how to do or dispense medicine like this was we don't take medicine so that was very hard and I think I was very lucky to have um, my sister-in-law Dawn was is you know was a pharmacy tech and so she had some I could call her up if I was freaked out about something or, you know, like when to give her blood pressure medication or if she, I don't even know, just trying to get her situated on these freaking narcotics that literally knocked her out for, it made her so sick for over a week just trying to get her used to them. It was, it was crazy and it was upsetting and um, it was hard, but it's really just breathing through it and knowing that it's a moment to moment thing and that it's not going to last forever and just trying to keep yourself calm and allow yourself to feel the emotions when they come up but don't get bogged down in it and really just remembering it is a moment it's just a moment just right now this is what we're going through and and in a little bit this is going to be over and we can look at each other and force a smile and hold hands and give each other a pat and I mean I just supporting yourself emotionally while you're supporting your partner physically and emotionally and reaching out to people that are around you and available to you and offering their help and doing your best to figure out what you need because you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And for someone who's going through this for the first time, you just don't know so much. And really resting in who you are and what you know to be true. And this is how we're doing things, we're getting on board, like, okay, I did not want chemo at all whatsoever, but I wanted her health, I wanted her happiness, I wanted her to feel good about whatever she was doing, was always what I said, like, what do you need? What can I do for you? I will, whatever you want to do, that's what we'll do. And then when 
when the decision was made, it was fine. It's like, okay, that's fine. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. And we're going to make the best of it. We make the best of everything and do that. Just recognize, find the positive scenario. Recognize that there is a perspective about the situation that serves you. And maybe that that is that you're going to have good information to share with someone in the future that you love and care about. And that you're going to be able to support more people through your realizations in this difficult moment and yeah by walking the walk like you know instead of being like okay this is the doctor these are doctor's orders remember that back in the day oh yeah doctor's orders (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah and being like okay i feel confident enough to experiment i have a partner that is willing to collaborate on this journey with me and I think, I think for me, the biggest turning point was also the moment that you stopped the secrecy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? no, that's absolutely true. That was a coping mechanism from childhood, you know, having a, an addict mother. We didn't tell anybody what was going on. Our family was really great at keeping secrets and just acting like everything was okay. And that's definitely how I went into this journey. I'd known that I had something going on for years, and Crystal and I had just been dealing with it alone. And then when it got time where I knew I was going to be busted, <laughs> where I was going to have to come out of the closet about it when I was going to have that MRI, that was the first time I had shared. My sister Danielle was in the doctor's room, and so she got to just get slapped right in the face with it. Not um, your boob, right? <laughs> well, it, yeah, I, <laughs> I, you know, I didn't even want her to see it, but she, yeah, she got hit like a Mack truck with that. Um, Took it like a champ. But telling the family what was going on, and I got to tell you, my biggest fear was that people were going to be mad at me because I hadn't done what, I guess uh, that I hadn't already gone the Western route, that I hadn't just gone to a doctor. Yeah, some, shame and judgment. Yeah, some course. people have even yeah. been like, "Why'd you wait so long?" That scared me, and, and well, I tried I was to tell mad pe- at you for a minute. Like Were I you? had to process that. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. People automatically assume that I was I was head in the sand and that I hadn't done anything, and that was not true. I had not been deeply engrossed on a on a natural healing journey, and I had done hours of research. And um, well, and that's what started all making more sense. I was like, oh, that's why she started taking all those herbalist classes. Mm. That's why she keeps making all these recommendations. That's why she's watching these things. Like, to me, it yeah. was like, Kaiser's yeah. so sad. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, um, even when people found out that I had been doing the natural stuff, they were still mad that I hadn't gone to a doctor. And um, that's kind of something that I had to, I'd been watching videos about people that hear healed their breast cancer by drinking carrot juice and people that healed it uh, by taking soursop or going vegan. And so I knew that there, it can work and it can work on a, on a myriad of different ways. And why it, the natural approach didn't work for me, I don't know. Um, well, uh, solo, why didn't that, the the wellness and natural path right. solo? Because things it, are working for yeah, me. Yeah, and also when you got to that moment where you did go to the doctor, Mm -hmm. the way the cancer had metastasized in your spine, Mm -hmm. it didn't look 
normal like it did it's so concentrated in exactly. other people like there were sure. already differences that they noticed yeah. as soon as you got there yeah, so yeah. things were working absolutely. In some capacity. absolutely thank you yeah well and they had she initially said chemo and radiation and so then after she made that diagnosis or saying that that's what we needed to do chemo and radiation she had another scan a more specific mri and after that she said there's nothing to radiate that was a week later. So it was never, I mean, it was always going to be okay. And yeah, it was, was always temporary housing. It was like, it seriously, had not, it whatever, had not man. Built foundation yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I had seen where cancer that had metastasized in spine, where people had to have like spine reconstruction and mm-hmm. shit. Right. And so then all of a sudden you're telling me that the doctor's like, looks like we will be able to get through this without any surgery at all. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I mean, we've had no nobody's cut open your titty nobody's cut open your back like Mm-mm. there's like nothing mm-hmm. nothing and you know i'm sure people love that i said that <laughs> i'm like <laughs> <laughs> that's the interesting thing about going the natural route when faced with life-threatening disease is you're like if i don't get this right my family's gonna be so pissed you know <laughs> and that was that was a huge reason that I didn't say anything. I'm like, I got to get this right. I got to get this fixed. And and so when I, I did have to tell my family, um, it was hard. You know, it was really hard. And I think a lot of them, like you, they were pissed. Yeah. Even when I told them I had natural done natural stuff, people still were so entrenched in the idea that well, that's the current wellness construct. Yeah. yeah. But that, I mean, it has definitely been challenged mm-hmm. a lot over oh, the yeah. last Absolutely. several years. So, but that, I mean, that's the one we were raised in in our one horse town in yeah. Texas. Yeah. Well, and it's also very fear-based. Like, I'm afraid, so I take action. And from what I know about the universe is if you take action out of fear, you are running yourself straight into something to be afraid of. And so our way of handling that is moving through the energy, moving through the emotion, and then making the conscious decision. Here it comes again. Something else happens. Move through the energy, release the emotion, allow yourself to come to a calm place, and then make a decision, and then choose, and then say, ah, that's it. (gasps) That makes perfect sense. That one. Yes, that. When you feel that in your body, that's something that you feel in your heart, in your chest. You like it clicks for you and you just know like that. These are the things that we've we've done a million things. But the things that Dion takes on a regular basis is because she said, "Ooh, that that Mm -hmm. feels good. I want to take that. All the more reason for people to just feel confident in experimenting feel confident in the not knowing and that your body will guide you yes that actually just made me think of our conversation about me saying i no longer call my body a meat suit you know i'm like i am a conscious energetic being having a human experience so i've called my body the meat suit Mm -hmm. but all of this and all of the things that I have been going through myself in my own wellness journey, it's like, I can't call this a meat suit. I have to have more reverence for my body than that. So it's like, this is my vehicle and you can't drive a car without the car. And so it's like, you know, making sure that 
I am in lockstep with how my engine's running. Like, how did I get started this morning? Like more of a partner with my body instead of this thing that I, you know, drive around and mistreat and forget to check the oil and let the engine blow up. So thank you for that, Dion. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what's the name of your uh, rocket ship that you're on? <laughs> <laughs> We're not high enough for that. Yeah, we'll have to think on that. Is there any other little thing that you do or any little thing that we haven't covered? You know, I just can't overemphasize drinking enough water. And if anybody has ever, like, really tracked how much water they drink, it's decidedly difficult to drink as much water as we need. You know, I thought that I drank a lot of water and I filled up one of those gallon jugs the other day and encouraged myself to try to drink it because my acupuncturist said, endeavor to drink an entire gallon of water after chemo and just help flush it out. I didn't get anywhere near that. Just drinking water is one of the easiest and the best things that we can do to just help flush our system. And I mean, we're 78% water. That's how we function. That's, um, it's how energy travels through our body. So staying hydrated is super important. Um, and even I drink a lot of herbal teas too. Green tea is super good. Uh, cancer fighter and um, the soursop fruit comes in a tea. Moringa comes in a tea. Uh, so there's so many good ways that you can just hydrate your body that is also packed with antioxidants. And She's also been drinking a lot of detox tea. Mm-hmm. Is it hibiscus and rose? A skin detox. And that has been so helpful because with chemo there's you know come some skin issues and drying and little things that happen and I feel like that's really been helpful as well and the one piece that we actually haven't quite talked about yet that I do want to touch on a little bit is the energetic piece and so I had I've recently learned about the body scan if you can see where you have these energy blockages and a lot of time that's where that cancer lives or that's where that cancer will breed or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. So you've had that scan done, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, I actually had that done with our local acupuncturist here in Lockhart. And, you know, I didn't really have him go through the results of it, so I can't speak too much about it. Yeah, you just put your feet flat and then he attaches, you hold on to a, a little electrode, I guess, and then he takes another pointer and attaches it to different points of your body and it, it gives you a readout um I need to have him actually walk me through that that led me to one other thing that I hadn't mentioned is that I'm doing cancer focused acupuncture at the cancer wellness center and the things that she's helping me work on are boosting my immunity mitigating the side effects of chemo and just strengthening my back acupuncture is about that energy energy movement in your body yes so wherever that was she's helping move that through and whether I have had pretty much zero side effects from the chemo besides diarrhea on Sunday, which is two days after the chemo, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, not a ton of energy, but so many people that I've talked to would be like, doesn't the chemo just wipe you out? And I'm like, no, not sick you at know, all. She uh, hasn't been sick at all. Yeah, the only time I saw you wretchedly ill was from the oxycodone or whatever mm-hmm. whatever opioids that yeah. you were taking. Yeah, and that's when and I was pain. still in so much pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if anybody has access to oncology acupuncture, I highly recommend it. And my girl, uh Michelle, is so good because 
Dr. Klein, my oncologist, will send her all of my results. So she gets all my labs, all my scans sent right to her. And she's got the time to sit down and talk me through them or, or tell me how, how good I'm doing. Or she was the one that explained to me my tumor markers and which ones they were. And, and um, so she's just been so wonderful. And, of course, she's um, all about the natural. But she also was the one that was real honest with me and said, you know, looking at where you are, I think the chemo is it's what you need to do. And so having that advice from someone that is a naturopath and that, you know, is well-versed in, in Chinese medicine and things like that, it just makes you feel better. Um, yeah. It's like a member of your tribe yeah. is saying, exactly. you know what, I'm, I'm buying in yeah. here. Like without an agenda, yeah. you know, without being under, a, you know, the thumb of big pharma or anything like that, just hearing her say that, Tell me about your tumor markers, like when you started and where they are now. When I started, they were at 400. And the last time, they take my labs every week, but they don't run tumor markers every week. They run them, I guess, every three weeks. So the last results I had were three weeks ago, mm -hmm. and it was down to 30. So from 400 down to 30. And the normal range is 0 to 32. Well, so I had a friend who had had breast cancer and is in remission, and she said, oh, sounds like she has less cancer than me. <laughs> oh, wow. Exactly. And I was like, I don't know what all this means, but that sounds awfully positive. Yes. yes. Well, and I asked my oncologist, you know, what are we looking for? And she said single digits, you know, zero is best, but um, single digits. So I don't have any reason to think when I get my next tumor markers that they're not going to be at least half. Yeah. 15 or less. So... Agreed. And maybe that's, I mean, I just expect myself to, hey, to feel yeah. good. That's right. I and do. That, I mean, that sort of focus, that mental game, that, that mental toughness, consistency, you know, focusing on the, the results that you want mm -hmm. as a high achiever. I, now right. that's something like I've been doing that yeah. for years. Like I know that like the back of my hand. So, mm -hmm. you know, you're doing all of this wellness stuff and plus you've got the fucking eye of the tiger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Done. Done and done. <laughs> yeah. Done and dusted. Oh, my God. Thank you so much Thank for you. doing this. I know that it's not something that you love to do. I can <laughs> normally just get you to make sound effects on yes. in a microphone. So the fact that you actually told your whole story, I know that was a big thing, and I appreciate mm -hmm. you. Thank you for I the platform. You. I love you, too. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. I love you. I couldn't do it without you. I hope you'll share this alternative perspective on dealing with the C word and chemotherapy with someone who needs it. If you're curious to explore any of the natural supplements and tinctures Dion is currently using to thrive through chemotherapy and weekly treatments, no less, I'll include the links in the podcast 114 show notes at casuallybaked.com. Next week on part two, we'll meet at the intersection of cancer and cannabis. Until then, if you want to follow along on Dion's journey and share a message of support, I'll also include a link to the GoFundMe page we set up for her and Crystal. A special thank you to David in Austin for showing both my family and me such love and support. You, sir, are an angel. And Loch Ness Toker, thank you for your note of appreciation for last week's discussion about chronic pain and illness. They wrote, 
I've been listening for a while and just wanted to say thank you so much. I've loved all of your episodes. However, as someone with chronic illness and arthritis, the recent one providing resources like creaky joints was really insightful. Thank you again and keep up the amazing, educational, kick-ass work. I hope you have a lovely day. Oh, Loch Ness Toker, thank you for sharing. I certainly had a lovely day after reading your note. It's the sort of thing that lights my fire. So if anyone else out there wants to fan my flame, rate and review the podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And you can always connect with me on social. I'm at Casually Baked. Now stay tuned for Joe's favorite things. I'm making my list and checking it twice. I mean, shit, who am I kidding? I have OCD. I've checked it like 14 times. And I can't wait to puff, puff, pass it on. We had a time together. Casually Baked, the podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Arnav Gupta. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. If you're looking for ways to utilize cannabis to keep you healthy, strong, and sharp, come join us every Wednesday where we dive into the best ways to use cannabis to optimize your life. Topics include cannabis and athletics, cannabis for productivity, cannabis for anxiety, cannabis for a healthy immune system, and so much more. If you're a curious connoisseur, this show is for you. So please head over to our page and we're looking forward to seeing you this week. Bye.